jambalaya and justice, personality and pokeballs, lingua and love, the Help Yourself Podcast, where in every episode, Brian and Nick invite you to help yourself to bite-sized philosophy. Welcome to Help Yourself, Food and Philosophy with Brian and Nick. I'm Nick. And I'm Brian. And only a fool quotes himself, Nick Saker. What you eating, Brian? <laughs> I quote myself all the time. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just quoted myself, quoted myself. <laughs> that reminds me of a joke Dimitri Martin does. If you, yeah. uh, And if anybody wants to go listen to talk me talk about comedians, then go back to a couple episodes. Isn't that funny? But... Dimitri Martin does a joke that says he wants to put, uh, he wants to put quote marks around his mouth so that whenever he says anything, it's just in quotes. <laughs> I think it works that way, Dimitri. <laughs> what am I eating? I, well, we just finished lunch a minute ago. It was, oh, and maybe this will actually play into this a little bit is where am I recording from more importantly I'm recording from the the unknown destination of the Sager residence. Wait, is it a mobile home? (laughs) (laughs) The unknown. No, I mean my unknown destination. We're (laughs) we're traveling in some way, someplace. (laughs) So I am. Yeah. So we're face to face. We're recording live. This is awesome. We. This is only the second time we've done this in like like a year. Yeah. Well, since we since we started, I think this is the second time we've done it. So in seven or eight months, but came over here for Dory's good cooking, and what we had today for lunch was a white chili. And Not that there's anything wrong with that, <laughs> or right. <laughs> Don't. I'm saying it was it was a uh, it was a yeah it was a lighter colored chili. <laughs> anyway, it has uh, it had multiple different types of beans in it. It had kidney beans and black beans beans, and white beans, white beans and coffee beans. No, it did not have coffee beans. (laughs) Jelly beans. (laughs) That would be, it's like a scene in Elf or something. He's got like (laughs) syrup and, you know, we put maple syrup and M&Ms in it. And (laughs) no, it has a bunch of beans and it also had broken up angel hair pasta in it, which is something that I haven't ever had really in chili i've had chili on top of you know i think in cincinnati they do a chili chili on top of spaghetti right like chili mac skyline chili i think they call it Uh, yeah and actually and my wife does that as well like a chili mac that is a which usually it's like elbow macaroni but it's mm -hmm. like refried beans taco seasoning ground beef and then you put it all in and let it simmer until it's just like a you know like a taco pasta kind of hmm. was good. But uh, this one was very similar to that, but it has this, the, the thing that made it white chili is that it had cream cheese in it and sour cream. sour cream. And so it just made it, even though it had a great chili flavor, like the chili powder and everything was in there, it made it taste really good. And You're very creamy, very, very creamy. And then of course I added more cheese to the top of it and more sour cream to the top of it. So, so it was really creamy, and, and the the meat was oh, impossible right. crumbles. Yes, 
Yeah, which I think we I mean, we've talked about this before, but the impossible meat and the uh, beyond meat are just incredible in terms of substitution now. Because especially if you put it in something like a chili, it doesn't you can't tell at all. It has the same consistency. I mean, unless you have a really really fine palate, which neither you or I have, as you guys know, based on what we eat. In the way we describe it. <laughs> right, exactly. In our food podcast. In our, yeah, in our food <laughs> podcast, exactly. Uh, we we don't, uh, basically, you can't tell the difference. And it is about the same in terms of calories, fat, protein, all that other stuff. I was telling you guys at lunch that I'd eat the Impossible Patties when I want to have a hamburger. I just mm-hmm. have one of those. You can throw it in a pan and heat it up. And then once you get all your lettuce and tomato and cheese and whatever else you want on it, and you put it on a bun, it's you can't tell it's not a hamburger. Like you can right. tell it's not ground beef, I should say. Well, it's it's just as good, if not better, than some of the so called beef that you get at some fast yeah. food restaurant. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I will <laughs> say, I think I, I can't remember if I've said this before, but there's a restaurant here locally that I go to that's a burger restaurant that I only order the impossible patties there, even though they're a burger restaurant. They're known for their burgers. Red Robin? No, no, oh, it's, they, they it's have it. yeah. So, um, it's, it's a local place. Burger up. Have you been to burger up before? I think so. Yeah. There's, there's only three or four locations here in, in and around Nashville area, but they have the impossible patty. And I have uh, found that you, the good thing is that because the chef doesn't have to worry about, Oh, what if I undercook this? And what if, cause you're not going to get sick from a non beef patty. It's just soy and other things like that. I think they recommend that you get it to a certain temperature, but there's nothing, there's no meat product in it that would cause mm-hmm. some kind of contamination or sickness. Right. So what is, what is, so I typically like my beef a little bit less cooked. And so usually I'm, usually they cook it more than I want it to be cooked when I order it at restaurants. Right. Because they're cooking it to like, well, we need to at least make it warm in the middle, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> so, yeah. but with this, they don't have to overcook it. They literally grill it on both sides and, get it warm and put it on the burger. So, mm-hmm. uh, and because there's not that big of a taste difference, it's a good deal. And then we also had cornbread muffins with it. Cause if you're having chili, what do you got to have cornbread? There's no, uh, there's no choice. It's mandatory. It's, it's a, I guess it's against the law not to have cornbread. Well, this, this cornbread was also, it had a melted butter drizzled on. The yes. Top of it. Yes. That was nice. Which was very decadent. One <laughs> <laughs> one extra piece about the chili. It was a was it a meat cheat, but there was meat product in it. Yes. Yeah. Dory cut corners as far as that goes and put well, some uh, beef I think it was beef broth. Beef broth, yeah. Well, I mean good thing neither you or I are I mean technically I guess you're probably closer to vegetarian, but neither you or I are vegan. So well, I'm not vegetarian. Oh no, you because you eat fish. Yeah, that's right. No, no you I'll, eat you eat meat, but Dory I eat, stuff. Yeah, I eat bacon yeah. and yeah, beef burgers. Like yeah. I, I had to start asking Dory, like, hey, I really like your burgers, but, but on Fridays <laughs> I need you to make something else so that right. my audience has some variety of what I talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so yep, getting burgers again. Like, it's really uh, good. What do you have, Nick? Uh, Boca Burger. Why? <laughs> Oh, beef burger. Beef burger, yeah. No. Well, so, that, like I said, good thing neither you or I are really concerned about mm-hmm. that part of it. But Because I'm not. It's funny because I do the same thing as I, I confuse the server when I go to Burger Up because I order that 
and I say, yeah, I just want this burger, but I want it with the impossible patty, but that burger has bacon on it. So they look at me like, what? What do you want me to do with the bacon? All right. Is it okay to have bacon on it? I'm like, oh no, I'm not vegetarian. I just like the impossible patty better. (laughs) So they're like, oh, okay. You know, so. And they walk away weird. Yeah. They're like, whatever. (laughs) That's strange. So. But then for dessert. Yes. We had the, what what I call the Texas tiramisu. Yeah. Uh, Dory got the recipe from somebody in Texas. Mm -hmm. And it's big and delicious. It's awesome. It's a pie, sort of a pie crust. So basic pie crust on the bottom. And then it is a mixture of some powdered sugar, cream cheese, and cool whip that you whip up and make into like a sort of whipped kind of layer. And you layer that in there. And then it's chocolate pudding layered in there. And then vanilla pudding layered in there. And then there's a topping on the top that's cool whip with crushed up Heath bars mixed into it. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you people, woo! <laughs> it's, it's I'm going to have to say, rich, but it's hard to stop too. <laughs> I'm going to have to say, yeehaw, like I'm in Texas because it's really good. Uh, it was, it was very, very good. Please don't do that in Texas. <laughs> 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 right, exactly. It might not be good. It I like you, Brian. Sorry for all of our listeners out in Texas, but... <laughs> I don't want any harm to come to you, Brian. Right. <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, it's good. They were uh, both uh, Nick and Dory welcomed me into the house and giving me food again. And that's, uh, that's always a good thing. I'm excited to come out here and record this and eat food. And now I'm like really stuffed though. <laughs> well, can, can I quote you on that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I if I fall asleep in the middle of the podcast is because I have like I'm having like a, a sugar crash and a two full crash, you know, the, the carb coma, Car, carb coma, yeah, <laughs> sugar crash. <laughs> yes, you can quote me on that. You can definitely quote me on that, and which is, leads us into our topic. Great segue again. Does Look it? at that! Oh my goodness, master! I had no idea. Master segue. Do you see that? See how we turn that right into something, audience? You guys you guys are like, man, you guys are masterful. Maybe the real segue was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> I, I stole that from a friend who's probably listening to this. <laughs> Shout out to Marshall Couch. <laughs> <laughs> well, so today we are talking about one of our subjects or one, one of the subjects that is, I think, very near and dear to our hearts. So actually... In one of the last episodes, you said we have very little in common except for Toastmasters in this podcast, but I think this might be the third thing yeah. that we have in we, major commonness. When we were <laughs> kicking around ideas on what to podcast about, we thought we would do this thing. Yes. Yeah. And then we figured it didn't have any legs, so we just relegated it to this episode. Yeah. Right? So we're- Never again will we cover- We're revisiting. <laughs> if you like it, then you can email us, but uh, and we'll do more episodes like this because there is an abundance of material- <laughs> that we yes. could cover. I will say in my preparation for today's episode, I I could have prepared for another like two or three hours because it just one leads to another, leads to another. And you guys are all wondering, what is what is this topic? Because Brian's been introducing it for like three minutes now, <laughs> as per usual. <laughs> I might have helped you with that. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're talking about quotes today. Our, some of our favorite quotes, talking about who they're from, why we like them, what, as I said before, what itch does that scratch maybe with you? Because sometimes you'll read a quote and it just it just resonates with you. You feel like, wow, that's 
exactly what I need to read once a day. Sometimes, even though it's good to quote yourself sometimes and have some mantras and things like that, every once in a while you need a little nudge from somebody else that maybe you feel like has some wisdom or something else that like if you read their book and there's a particular passage in there that really resonates with you. It's something that you can read on it. I actually have quotes that I like so much that I have considered tattooing them on my body at some point in my life, just trying to figure out when and when the right time is and where to do that. Uh, Not only what tattoo parlor, but also where on my body. (laughs) Cause that is, that that would be relevant because if, (laughs) because really if you had a quote you know there's there's in certain parts of your body only a few people are going to see that quote (laughs) sure i mean you could just put a tattoo on your back kick me right (laughs) (laughs) no i usually i was going to put on my back hindsight is 2020 you know (laughs) (laughs) one of oh my goodness i forget where i've seen this i might have seen it in two different places but my the favorite most favorite tattoo i've ever seen on anybody ever is just no regrets. No regrets. Yes. Yeah, I've seen that before. I've seen that. It yes. Makes me laugh no regrets. And you're just like, oh wow. And then you start to think about it. It's and you're like, like you're I it. bet you there are regrets, buddy. I bet you have some regrets. He's literally embodying yes. the, that quote. There's a bunch. Like if you start looking at tattoos, I've done a little bit. Of this I know this is sidetracking us, but that's what this podcast is about. But <laughs> I've looked at people that get quotes tattooed on their body and you would not believe how many people get quotes tattooed on their body and there's misspellings in them. There's, I mean, it's you just... Mean, you mean people who do the inking at a tattoo parlor? Don't know how to spell, maybe, <laughs> they possibly. Don't, they don't you know? have a master's degree hey, you know, in English. You know, honestly, <laughs> you can be artistic and just not have that part in you. You know what I mean? Like, I, you can draw this awesome dragon or this awesome sunrising or whatever thing or match the art Japanese artwork or whatever you're doing. But then, yeah, you might not know how to spell when you write out the invoice at the end. It's like T-A-T-O-O. And you're like, ooh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so how is this going to work? Well, a couple things. First of all, we're going to talk about some quotes. But I wanted to say, too, that both Nick and I have dived into dove into oh the the irregular verb divin we have divin into no we we dove into having at some point so not only were we going to do a podcast but we were going to do separate things with regard to quotes so i had i have a, a twitter account that for probably about three to four years i tweeted one to three quotes a day and they were just quotes that i would look up and I would, they would resonate with me. And so I would put them in there and my, that, that was called succinct wisdom at succinct wisdom. If you want to look them up, it's uh it's relatively inactive. I haven't posted there for a while, but if you want to go look up, there's probably about 2000 quotes there or something like that. What was the last time I posted? Nick's looking at it right now. It might've been September 27th, 2018. 2018. Okay. So it's been about Four. what three years. So yeah. So about three years ago, but so I was for a long time, I was doing that, but it was a great thing to be able to look through some of the books and find quotes on the web. Just find a, you know, spend five minutes, two or three times a day looking at quotes and finding something that really like, oh, like sometimes it would get me through the day. Like 
where I would mm-hmm. see something and be like, oh, okay. Like, not only do I get to tweet that, but, uh, you know, it's, it's helping me like motivate myself a little bit, you sure. know? And, uh, do you want to tell them about what your, yeah, your yeah. project was? It, um, I had this idea to put all of our succinct wisdom, yeah. you know, um, into a kind of battle royale scenario or an, an eternal tourney, um, inspired partly by what Mark Zuckerberg did before he made Facebook. Mm-hmm. I forget. What was that? It was, um, oh, crud, what was it called? But hot or not, I think, oh, or hot something or not. like that. Yeah, yes, yes. He took he got his like, pictures. Yes, he got, he got pictures of all the girls. At yeah, what? I don't Harvard. think it was hot or not. I think it was a different one, but it was that. Yeah, they were like uh, basically yeah. you would rate girls. You but the way you would rate them is by comparative analysis. You right. would see a picture of one and a picture of another side by side, mm-hmm. and you just say which one between the two is better looking. Yeah, and then in theory, in aggregate, granted it's very sexist to do, but he was sure. in college in yeah nineties or whatever. Yeah. Uh, we, we we know so much more now, and fifteen years later, yeah. Right? It, at any rate, I thought, well, what if we did that with quotes and whatever metric somebody wanted to use, yeah. just subjective. Take that as subjective experience, yeah, and quantify it and aggregate. Mm-hmm. So when you take two random quotes, they're both supposedly packed with wisdom. Yeah, which one? in your estimation is more wise, which one in your estimation has more life applicable value, which one yeah. should people hear every day, whatever, yeah. whatever you want to do, which one's better, you know, just like beauty is hard to quantify. Um, well, so is wisdom. Yeah. And it's still up there. It's you can quote dot us. Like you can quote us. Yeah. And it's a WordPress site. So it's forward slash WP. And you can go on there and see for yourself, play the game, click between the two quotes. Yeah. Um, it's really just in a prototype phase because I wanted to make it I wanted to make it to where people could put in their own quotes yeah. and submit them for yeah. competition. Uh, and there's the top 20 rankings out there. Mm-hmm. And then it's a page devoted to the golden rule. Yeah. I went and found every version of the golden rule I could find. And mm-hmm. I thought, hey, let's have a little sub-tourney. A sub competition amongst yeah. all of them. Yeah. Which one's better? Is it is it the classic? Is it has mm-hmm. it modernized better over time or not? So, which is awesome. I know that there's a. I haven't talked to actually. I'm surprised I haven't talked to him. There's a guy named Brian Johnson that does. Uh, he did a thing that was called Philosopher's Notes, and yeah, I think and he he uh, kind of a precursor to uh, what's it? Gosh, now I can't think of the abridged. Bridging books, and yeah, such. yeah, like Cliff's Notes, yeah. like they're they're like Cliff's Notes, but like they're yeah. so, but they're for self help books. So mm-hmm. he has a four or five page PDF that has his main five, like five main takeaways that he has from each book. So if you want to read, like if you want to read that and see, like, well, what is this book about, and then read the book. I mean, his idea wasn't to steal from the book or to not get you to read the book. His idea was to give you an idea of like what it's about. So you can be like, Oh, I'm now I'm going to go read the book. You know, right. Mm-hmm. So one of the things he wrote, he actually wrote a book himself that was just, um, it was really short chapters, um, pretty simple book that came out. It's probably four or five years ago now, but he had a whole section on the golden rule. And that blew my mind because I'm always looking for common threads between things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so to know that pretty much every major religion, and philosophy has always had some type of version of 
you know, sure. Basically don't be a jerk. <laughs> yeah. Remember, remember the other pair of eyes before you is also a person. You know, right. Um, where did it go? Yeah, well, and the, while, while Nick's looking that up, I... The one the one that's winning is treat others the way they want to be treated. That's the one that's at the top of the yeah, list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, other versions from other cultures, treat your inferior as you would wish your superior to treat you. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, do to no one what you yourself dislike. Wow. Yeah, it's just, it's just slight twists yeah, on the perspective. It's little you know? tweaks and... It's just really interesting because it's a common thread. That's something that, like I said, most people or most even throughout time. So you not only do you have like it spread throughout generationally, but you have spread throughout different cultures and different things where every single one of them is like, hey, just don't be a jerk. Like, hey, treat people good and people will treat you good. You know, and if everybody just followed this treat people good thing, then <laughs> then we'd all be happier. You know, and the one at the bottom of the list. Yeah. Number 30. He who makes the gold makes the rules. Wow. Because <laughs> I don't know if you've heard that alternative. I will say. It's it's a cliche in some some writing, like yeah. books and such. Like the yeah. bad guy will right. always be the one that says, you know the golden rule, right? And yeah. He who makes the gold makes, makes the, the rules. rules. Yeah. And apparently nobody likes that one. Yeah. It's, and <laughs> it's you know what? Bottom. I mean, you can see some, you can some, see some parallels in today in the United States where, you know, wealthy people to some extent. Yeah, are yeah. making the rules. Just because know? nobody likes it doesn't mean it's not true. I right. Guess. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, the the interesting thing that's first of all that's awesome. Both of those things. Uh, I, the thing I was laughing about when you were talking about it though is I think I remember that there's a quote from me on there. And oh it's, yeah. It's especially funny after you said like the beginning quote of like yeah only would you say only bozos quote themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think I said it on fools. So. Yeah, only fools quote themselves. So yeah, that, you yeah. got you got you nailed it, nailed it, buddy. Well, it's, <laughs> it, since we're still talking about this site, you you took the time to break it. You went and found your quote, and every time you saw your quote, you yeah. voted up. Yeah, and it for a while it was I think number well, why one. Why wouldn't you? I mean, come on, dude. I said it. I mean, it's got to be like well, no. Fair's fair. It's it's down to yeah six sixth, and mm. it's in the top twenty. I think I'm gonna have, have to go back 200. to the website now and start bumping it up once a day. I'm gonna have a campaign for like, hey, vote vote for my quote. Well, just remember, Brian, when you do that, yeah, the best of us have failed more than the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my quote. That's, by the way, that's, that's on a, there. That's attributed to, to Brian Z. Yeah, or... and I don't even know if I actually was the first person to say that, but. Well, the idea, no, but that yeah. phrasing, yes. So, and it has a lot of good things to it because it has the lot, the rhyme and the, you know, other yeah, stuff the like that. The feminine rhyme. If I do say so myself. You did say so <laughs> yourself. Nice, slicely done. You, you teed that one up for me. I appreciate it. So, so anyway, we've got a bunch of quotes, I think, that we've picked out that we were just going to sort of go through, talk about, and talk about why we like them. I have some, as I said to you before, I've got them broken down into what I call short form and long form quotes. Yeah, so let's, let's start with the short form. Yeah. And, and honestly, 
that one was one I was going to pull out. So I oh. started. You, you get to go next. You oh the one my quote. You yeah, your quote. Oh, you 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 ruined the surprise. <laughs> but that's right. fine. That's fine. I think this was better. <laughs> okay, well I'll start with one that is one that constantly comes back to me when I'm when I'm basically sort of feeling down about myself a little bit, uh, and I'll, and you'll see why. But that it's Theodore Roosevelt, and its comparison is the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. Have you have you, have you heard that quote? Yes. Okay. Most people have. That one's a pretty common one. But I just feel like it's so simple, so few words, but it really does when you start to think about it, you start to think where like if you have something like you have a car and you're driving down the street and you love your car and I know you said, "Hey, second to Dory, your car is your second love," right? Right. <laughs> So you love your car, but then if you start comparing your car to everybody else on the street and you see somebody, oh, they have a newer model of that car or, oh, their car is faster. It has a slightly bigger motor or they all of a sudden now your car that you were so joyful about, you don't, it's all, it just is taken away. I got thieved. Right. Exactly. So I don't know. I like that. uh, I like that for that reason. Sure. And I want to riff off of that. Yeah. Um, I don't know who to attribute it to. I've heard it from several different people. Definitely the idea is compare yourself to yourself um, and not others. Right? Like, yes. like in, in your example, I would, yeah. if I'm going to compare my car to anything, it should be against what it was when I bought it mm-hmm. or what I want it to become, what I plan on for it to become when I bought it. Right. Right. And, uh, cause you, you compare things to itself. Mm-hmm. Is it, is things improving or, or waning? Yeah. So you know how to fight entropy, you know how to fight atrophy and, right. and decay and decline or further progress depending on the situation. Right. That could still be the thief of joy though. Right. Like yeah. if you're going to be content in the moment, you need to not compare even, you know, compare yourself against who you were yesterday yeah. um, because that's going to drive you to change. It's going to drive you to be uncomfortable or mm-hmm. unhappy with where you are. You want to seek change. Well, and the, the other thing I was going to say about that is the, in the, in the, like the very simple auto example is you drive your car for a while. And as you know, like, cars start to get slower. They start to not feel as crisp. The suspension wears the, so if you're constantly, I mean, if you're, I guess if you compare that all the time to a version of its previous self, Mm -hmm. then isn't that also going to be something that you're like, Oh man, I wish it was still like as it was five years ago, you know, or whatever. Sure. You know, well, and even if things don't get worse over time, there's still the hedonistic treadmill. Yeah. That, that uh, it, it exists in the microcosm of eating like eating a slice of pizza. The classic yeah. example like in the economics where... Dimish, diminishing when, return. Yeah, when you're really hungry and you eat a slice of pizza, mm-hmm. it's the best thing you've eaten in months. Yeah. And then you eat the second slice. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm just eating it because it reminds me of how great that first right. slice was. Right. But it's not the same. Yeah. Well, same thing with any experience. We, we develop a tolerance to it, mm-hmm. you know, just like we do with medicine. Yeah. The first hit is always the most powerful, and then there's diminishing returns. Yeah, yeah. And you need a, something bigger to get you through this. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. All right, what do you got? Um, going to get the cliche out of the way. Okay. Be the change you want to see in the world. Oh, so that is, uh, hold on a second. Is that uh, Gandhi? Pretty sure. I okay. Did. Like, that's what my memory tells me. Yeah. But I didn't go and look it up to verify. I almost said Deepak Chopra, but, uh, <laughs> but it's not Deepak Chopra. But I'm pretty sure it's attributed. Yeah. At least it's attributed to Gandhi, which, by the way, that's one of the things that we were going to talk about and debate on our previous iteration of our potential podcast was we yeah that was a lot of words yeah. <laughs> oh, oh you mean our failed attempt yeah our failed exactly first attempt. yeah okay, the failed that, yeah. failed first attempt because one of the things that frustrates people like nick and i who really like quotes is you see a quote and it's either misattributed or it doesn't people don't know who is attributed or even worse just a quote like in a pretty picture on the internet that you can download and it's not attributed at all to anyone. And I'm, I'm fine with not being attributed to anyone at all. Well, rather but, than but when it's misattributed, yes. like Aristotle did not say that. Mm-hmm. We don't know who said it, Yeah, but it wasn't him. I, the only and reason I say that I don't like it when it's not attributed is because I've seen it before where, where the implication is, like somebody writes a blog post and they put that quote in there mm-hmm. and they don't attribute it to anyone. And the, almost the implication is attribute that wisdom to me. Oh, gotcha. And so it bothers me when yeah. you don't say, no, this was somebody way more wise. Like they're trying, somebody trying yeah, to come yeah. off as an expert or something like that. And, um, that just frustrates me a little bit. I get that. Yeah. If, if they put author unknown or anonymous, right. you know, then that's, yeah. Yeah. That's good. I always try to say, like, I can't remember who said this or whatever and Mm -hmm. things like that. But there are certain quotes that are, I know one of the big examples, there's certain quotes that are always misattributed or that are very often misattributed. And one of them is the uh, Marianne Williamson quote that she wrote uh, in the, um, oh, I'm going to forget her. The the poem of how to be happy or how to consider yourself successful in life? No, it's, uh, it is... It was, it was talking about, um, now I'm going to like completely blank on it. It's funny. Course in Miracles. So she wrote A Course in Miracles. Okay. Okay. And in that, she talks about that we don't, it's the tr- quote about us not being fearful about uh, our potential or something like that. You remember that? It's like, we're not really afraid of failure. We're afraid, we're afraid of, of, yeah. We're, we're afraid, afraid of our true powerful. potential. Right. Exactly. We're it's, afraid of how powerful And we're, we're very are. paraphrasing, but you, you and I both yeah. know we're on the same We won't page. misattribute. And it Boy, is, we'll butcher the quote. It is. <laughs> right. Exactly. And it is Marianne Williamson. So if you want to go look at it, I mean, she was a former presidential candidate. So she was out there. You can find all her stuff easily. What do you mean by out there? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I don't dive into politics on this. So. <laughs> Yes. Well, anyway, the, the change um, I'd like to see in the world is to be more focused. So back change, to Gandhi and, <laughs> and be well, the change you want to yeah. see in the world. That one comes to mind whenever I hear other people complaining about yes. stuff. Yeah. Um, I first, I usually first get mad. It's like, what are you doing about it? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then that's when it hits me. Um, I would say maybe a third of the time when I'm complaining to myself mm-hmm. in my own head, that quote will come to mind. Okay. You know, I would well, like that's for it to good, be 100%. That's good. Yeah. That's good that the quote, because there's so many people out there that would complain in their own mind and that no quote comes to their head. They're just like, <laughs> yeah, people suck. You know, like, 
<laughs> we should just kill all the mean they're people. Stupid. They're all those people stupid. Who, everyone who wants to be violent to other people, they should just die. Should just... <laughs> that reminds me of Jen, my, my wife Jen. She has this favorite. So back when we lived in LA, she said there was this bumper sticker that uh, just made her laugh and she remembers it to like this day. And she's only seen it like once, but it was a bumper sticker that said death to tyrants. Okay. <laughs> so like, <laughs> yeah, I get it. <laughs> oh no, no, that's that, that's what I, it wasn't. That I messed it up. It was <laughs> it was death to extremists. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Which, she's, yeah. like, she's like, you and know, part of the humor is that is the person might not right. catch the irony. Of, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> and the other one was that she. What was the other one? There was another one that uh, she always talks about. That's. Um, it was death, death to extremists, and it was uh, oh, <laughs> whenever like we talk about people like get oh I got a tattoo I'm like unique and like all this stuff and we're like yeah you're you're unique just like everybody else sure yeah. you know <laughs> anyway so yeah be the change I know I I uh, I actually really like that quote and I like the fact that um, same thing. It's, it's a uh, stop complaining and get off your butt and like do something. Right. It's just, even if it's something small, right? right. Like if, what, what can you do now? It helps reframe yeah. your thinking. Like what, what can you do now to even slightly increase the odds of yeah. that change? happening? Well, and I also like that it says be the change. So it doesn't right. say, it really doesn't say go do something. It's like, really, it says you should be the person that you want other people to be like. It's almost mm-hmm. very golden rule esque. Yeah, actually. In a strange way. Depends on the context. But right. It works in all the contexts. Yeah. That's what makes a good quote usually. There you go. <laughs> when you when you can when you can twist it and go, well, what about in this context? Hey, it works there. And yeah. it's a if universal you take, it, you take it out of context, it's yeah. still wise. Yes. Yeah. And it's the universal last piece of the puzzle. You know, where it's like, mm. oh, I take it out of this puzzle, put it in this puzzle. Oh, it still works. Take it out of this puzzle. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's an interesting visual. <laughs> like skeleton key puzzles okay so my quote um i'm trying to decide which one i want to say here because i've got quite a few and i know we're not gonna get through all these so um how about this so napoleon hill i like napoleon hill a lot um you know obviously he's one of the fathers of the self-help movement um, right so the quote is one of the surest ways to find happiness for yourself is to devote your energies towards making someone else happy. Yeah, that makes me think of our last episode in codependency, but I get there is wisdom in it for sure. Sure. Well, <laughs> like that 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 sounds like a great quote for a people pleaser peacemaker, Brian. <laughs> a nine, you mean? A number nine? Yeah, an Enneagram yeah. nine. <laughs> uh well, I just no, I just feel like I feel like the reason why I feel like it's universal is because that's what I try to do. I mean, yeah, in people pleasing way, but also in my chosen profession and Mm -hmm. what type of attorney I am, what type of financial advisor I am. My goal is not happiness necessarily. It's like, yeah, devote someone, devote yourself to make someone happy. But I try to like even broaden that out and say, if I can get you what you want, then that means that I'm probably going to get what I want. Yeah. So in in the context of me doing someone's estate plan, it's if I can get you to sleep better at night and know that that box is checked and that you've taken care of and planned and you trust the fact that everything Brian did was good, then 
I've made you happy, quote unquote happy. And that gets me paid. Yeah. So I get what and, I need, which is I need to run a business. I need to and you make money. feel good for having helped someone. Right. Exactly. Something important on, on right? top something of the money. Yeah. Yeah. And so that I so I I broaden out the happy, you know, the find happiness to just getting other people what they want, so that you can get what you want, and not. And that sounded really bad, but that's that's sort of the the sticking point for me is that I feel like some people are very strategically minded. And maybe use that to say, oh, okay, so what do, what do I have to do? Like very, like very manipulative people would say, what do I have to do to this person to get what I want out of this right. thing? This very, very transactional. Right, exactly. Very, and, very direct reciprocity. And so yeah. what really is the underlying for that for me is that it has to be genuine. Like mm-hmm. it has mm-hmm. to be, you can fool, it's what is the, here's another quote, like you can fool some of the people some of the time. But not all the people all the time. Is that what the quote is? Something it sounds like that. right. Something like that. I don't know who said it. I don't know either. But I'm just saying, if you're mm-hmm. genuine and you say, like, in my profession, I really do enjoy helping people. It doesn't matter if they have millions of dollars or if they have just, this is my life savings and it's a smaller amount of money in the grand scheme of things. Um, you know, it's just, I enjoy helping people. I enjoy that aspect. If I could do that all the time. If I could talk mm-hmm. to people all the time, <laughs> sure, I'd be happy, you know. And uh, obviously, you got to do other things to in, in a career, but the but the idea is getting that person what they want. Mm-hmm. And so, and, the, and there's some golden rule esque ness there as well. Yes, you know, yeah, treating them the way you would like to be treated. Mm-hmm. And there is truth in like there's the rule of reciprocity where we're like hardwired just being yeah. social creatures that if, if you do a favor for me, mm-hmm. I want to return the favor. It, yeah. It's, it's kind of a trade. Right. Um, and it's just not a way to measure it. Right. right. And you give and get gratitude. And yeah, but it just, there's, there's people out there that don't have that rule of reciprocity right in them. So right. you can give and give and give and maybe you feel good, but that good feeling will diminish more quickly because you realize that that person isn't going to reciprocate. Right. And it, it just sort of tarnishes, I think the experience yeah. Yeah. for everyone. Really. Well, that's what I was saying. You can fool some people, you know, you can fool some mm-hmm. people initially and they're like, Oh man, that person's such a nice person. And then, then you start to realize like, Oh, they're just trying to get like, sort of give me what I want so that they can get what they want. They're, they're mm-hmm. really just using me as a means to their end. Yeah. And I think some, when you can fool some people for a short period of time with that. But if you're genuine with it, then when you really truly want other people to have what they want, then I think you will get that. And the weird thing is you may not get it from that person. You're just going to get it from in general, like the, you know, the whole right. inner working of the universe, if you will. <laughs> you sure. Know? So yeah. All right. I think that's it. What do you got? Uh, What's well, your next I've, one? I've quoted you. <laughs> And have quoted Gandhi. So you started out at the so, bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> so clearly, the next choice would be to quote myself. Oh, nice! <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, so I know you've heard this one before, but uh, things are fun when they're getting done. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. I think I've heard that. Did you give that in a speech at some point? You um, had to. Have. I think it was before I was even a Toastmasters member. I got called on to uh, answer that as a table topics question. Really? And I was ballsy That's going enough. Back. Yeah, um, how oh, his name was right there. Now it's gone. Um, there's a K 
in there. Uh, um, well, yep. Obed- it wasn't Obadiah. No, it was I mean, too Obi. much. It wasn't. No, nope, it's fine. We'll move on. Okay. Sorry. So at any rate, um, I came up with that quote. I was doing some work in an office sometime in my 20s. Yeah. And sleep deprived from playing video games too much. Stressed at work because projects were getting behind. Yeah. And I somehow managed to make some modicum of progress. Mm-hmm. And like that, just in my zany, punny, creative, yeah. left-brainy thinking, that hit me. Yeah. I was like, oh, I like that. I wrote it down and I found all kinds of different ways to apply it. Yeah. You know, the, the lesson I'm still learning today is that to overcome stress of any kind, you don't put your head in the sand. You don't do something else to try to relax you. Yeah. Like the the best thing I've found so far, if I could just put it into practice reliably, is to do something to address it. Right. You know, if if it's a fear, face it. If if it's a speech, mm-hmm. rehearse it or write it. You mm-hmm. know, just or start writing it. Start researching. Just make some forward momentum. Thing, things are fun when they're getting done. When you get that sense of progress, yeah. that's motivating. Yep. But if you're just looking out ahead with nothing to it's, start it's, from, it's daunting. It's daunting. It's yeah. intimidating. That's when you want to put it off, procrastinate. When we talked about that a little bit in our time management thing, is is at the end of it, we sort of wrap that up, that episode up. I think we're talking about if when all else fails, do something like do something physically that actually moves the ball down the field. Like that, you, you know, do it. And it can be like the tiniest, tiniest, tiniest thing, but something that you're like, okay, I I've done this thing. So it's going to make me just that much easier for when I wake up tomorrow morning to start getting back on this project, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and eventually those will turn into larger and larger things. And it's not easy. You know, it's, it's, you have to write a term paper, then just, uh, do do a Google search. Don't yes. even look at the results, and just leave it there for yeah. you to walk up to in the morning. Yeah. Oh yeah, I had there's these op- these are possibilities. These are options. Yes. Yeah, it's already the stage is already set for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, definitely things are fun when they're getting done. It's like a spoonful of sugar, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. All right, so now you've quoted both of us and Gandhi. That's I know. that's pretty. We, we're all in the same such, set. Such right? a wide variety. <laughs> we're all human. Right, you got a long form for us that we can maybe close Yes, on actually, with? you know, the so uh, there's a couple that I really love. You got to okay, your darlings. Okay, so <laughs> can I do two long form ones? Uh, sure. Okay, we won't so, have time to talk about it. No, the first one we won't have to talk about, but the reason why I want to say this one is because exactly what you just talked about a minute ago, which is, if there's a fear, face it. So I, when I've noticed when I was doing my search in all of my quotes, because I have all of my tweeted quotes. In a, Your introduction is taken from time. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, get on it. Okay. So Frank Herbert wrote the book Dune. Oh, yeah. Okay. And there is a quote in there about fear. And so I'll just say this. We don't really need to discuss it too much. But it says, I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. I will face my fear. I will permit it to pass over me and through me. And when it has gone past, I will turn the inner eye to see its path. Where the fear has gone, there will be nothing. Only I will remain. So like those few sentences, super powerful to me. Like you just read that and you're like, 
okay, so what I like about it is it's like allowing, allow that fear to come in. Everyone, you're going to have the fear. Mm-hmm. You're not going to avoid it. So allow it to come in, allow it to go through you and allow it to get past you. And then when it's gone, only you will remain. So I just thought there was a lot of wisdom in that, even though it's a fiction, a work of fiction. Sure. It's interesting that you can get good, good uh, inspiration out of a work of fiction. So feel the fear and do it anyway. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, And that's actually Susan Jeffers. I love Susan Jeffers. Her, that's, so that's her book. And um, so here's my long form that we can talk about. And I've said this before as a quote in one of our Toastmasters meetings is it's Jim Valvano, who is the basketball coach for North Carolina state. And he died of cancer. Um, he mm-hmm. said this in a speech at the ESPYs about two months before he died. And he says, uh, so he says, and I give you that context so you can understand. He says, when people say to me, how, how do you get through life or each day? It's the same thing to me. There are three things we should all do every day. We should do this every day of our lives. Number one is laugh. You should laugh every day. Number two is think. You should spend some time in thought. Number three is you should have your emotions move to tears. Could be happiness or joy. But think about it. If you laugh, you think, and you cry, that's a full day. That's a heck of a day. You do that seven days a week, and you're going to have something special. So the reason why I really like that is just because it's... uh, Obviously, the context there, somebody who's looking their mortality right in the eyes, but also universally for life. If you think of it, I like the idea of day type compartments. I like the idea of being able to take a day at a time and enjoy it and be present in that day. And I think what that quote is really about is just talking about being present when you're laughing and when you're crying and, you know, when you're in thought all three of those things are you being present in the moment. You were, you're, you're not letting that day slip by. And so I think that's what his mindset was, is he knew he had a limited amount of days left. Even though all of us know we have a limited amount of days left, he knew he had a very limited amount of days left. And, uh, and so for him to say that and to talk about that. So anyway, that's, that's my long form. What, have, first of all, did you hear, have you heard that quote before? Or have you heard me say it before? I've heard you say it before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's one of my favorites. Yeah. I'm actually thinking about getting that in nice, like in a nice framed thing and put it in my office, like put it on the wall because it's, it's uh, universal and important enough to me that I would like to see that every day, you know? So and you could even shorten it um, or put it on a bracelet or a tattoo just says, you know, laugh, uh, think, cry, laugh, think, cry. Yeah. Yeah. JV, just put like a little JV, Jim Valvano. Sure. It's extra letters cost extra. Right. right. And exactly. you run the risk of misspellings. Right. Every letter is yeah. right. <laughs> Call back. Oh. <laughs> All right. Do you have any other ones for us? Are we out of time? And I fear we may be out of time. Okay. But there's always time to email us. Yes. Help yourself at brynick.com. B R Y N I C. Dot com. We closely monitor that communication channel and we're waiting for your message. And we will quote you on it if we uh, if we read your email. We're going to take quotes from that probably. Yeah. In fact, if you send us quotes that you want added to my little quote royale, put that in there. I will add them. Absolutely. Uh, and I'll tweet them too. I'll go back and I'll start the Twitter feed up again. That'd be awesome. I know. It's going to be. Anyway. Like how long is he gone? That's awesome. <laughs> I can't believe it. (laughs) All right. Until next time. Talk to you later.
Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from Help Yourself, you can follow on Instagram at helpyourselfthepodcast. And to contact Brian and Nick, email helpyourself at brynick.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.